Hi, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Sarah Whitus. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And uh, I am currently looking at a Twitter post that I sent you earlier, which I thought was really funny. It's very Um, funny. It's basically like uh, someone made a bingo card for HBO opening credit sequences, which I think is brilliant. Um, And it's like, like just a couple of things on it. Disembodied hands. Um, I like Spanish moss. (laughs) Spanish moss is really good. Birds in flight. View from a moving car's window is really spot on. Um, Shitty small town is good. Hip hop or rap that your mom will like. (laughs) Yep. And then the the, um, really the the piece de resistance is like Francis Conroy in the middle from, <laughs> um, from six feet under also someone uh someone also in the comments added um uh foot animal or human splashing <laughs> through a puddle well, it's funny because I feel like most of these which by the way it's called h bingo which is funny um, oh good that, that is good yeah <laughs> uh, they seem like they're like lifted from sharp objects but um, right but it's funny all the same. Which is actually where I found it um, in a uh, in a in a TV related newsletter that I get um, uh, called Coffee and TV. Yeah, um, no, it's definitely Ruth definitely Curry sharp objects related. But. Yeah, she was she was talking about sharp objects and she linked to it. So. Yeah, um, pretty funny. But I also um, need to apologize for the sound of my my voice in this. I I'm not using my normal really expensive microphone because we had a technical glitch and I also just realized that I left my window open so if you just hear screaming it's not me it's just Where someone being mugged on my block nothing do to worry about do you live in about. an HBO credit sequence? I do I, don't. I do there's Spanish moss near me um, and oh. I have a foot so yeah <laughs> there is a foot there um it's okay as as uh, listeners will know um we don't yet record this podcast in a professional recording studio we, i know um, but you're if someone if we if someone wants to be our wealthy benefactor um yes we are we are taking we are, applications we are currently. accepting any application singular yeah so yeah yeah um oh but also in tv news um sky tv in the uk is uh, just announced a new show with Mel and Sue, the Mel and Sue of Great British Baking Show fame. Um, and they are getting... I was like, which Mel and Sue? Okay. <laughs> the Mel and that, Sue, Sarah. That Mel and Sue. Don't yes. start with me. Um, Mel, Mel something and Sue something um, mm-hmm. yep. are going very to be familiar. playing hitmen um, who aren't very good at their job. Um <laughs> like two best friends who stumbled into a career in contract killing working out of their scruffy van each episode follows the hapless duo as they try to carry out their latest hit only to be derailed by incompetence bickering and inane antics anyway uh, sounds very british i am sounds very british. super here for this this is gonna wait be so are great. they actresses they were in... like comedians they had okay. a radio show together they were like a they're like a comedic duo kind of they okay hosted i think other things in the uk but i mean I think they've been around for a while, um, but I don't think they've ever gotten their own, like, actual sitcom, like, their own show. So, this is pretty exciting. Um, that is, that's cute. Sue and Perkins I mean, and Mel Giedrich, or I don't know I how would to say her name. rather there were pastries involved, but... Well, um, it's too early to tell. Yeah, there they, still could be. There might be baked goods in that van. Anyway, I'm yeah. pretty excited about that. Um, <laughs> in that van. Uh, any other TV news? I don't think there's any other um, TV news. I don't think there's much in the way of news that um, I have. The Good Place comes back this week. A good This week, as you, sounds like you extensively prepared for. Yes. So this week, uh, weekend, instead of watching Forever, the Maya Rudolph, Fred Armisen, Amazon show, like I said I would, um, <laughs> because I am a liar, I just watched season two of The Good Place over again to at homework. I had to prepare for yes for season you, three, which comes out y- Thursday. Yes. So I just you know I mean we only have so much time in the day, and I did that. But you watched forever. I did, and can I say it's kind of funny how we refer to seasons like coming 
out now, even though it's just going to be the season premiere on Thursday, because like the that's good so place is, true. A, no, that is, is a regular true. show on network television. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, like why? Yeah, it's not coming out in theaters. It's not like right big release. It's just right. But you know, right? Exactly. But most of the yeah. stuff we talk about it's kind weird, of but is. That, but somehow that language seems strange. Anyway, so you watched Forever. What did you think? I did watch Forever. Um, I. <laughs> oh, I <did> Amanda. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I did, I put in the work. No, you also put in the work. <laughs> I was just talking about how I like literally just watched Bojack Horseman twice in a row. Um, <laughs> so you get I, it, you get it. Yeah, no, 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 of course. Um, I watched Forever, um, which is right, new on Amazon Prime. Um, I liked it i this is gonna be a challenge for you to talk about this without spoiling it because i've heard so much about how it's very much supposed to be surprising exactly i'm not gonna really go into much in the way of of detail with this but i think i can still kind of talk about like my reaction people love a really oblique conversation (laughs) about something they've never seen you know, that's an... In- okay, so it's interesting you say that because I think that... <laughs> okay, I mean, is it? Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, I do because I actually think that it's hard to... I wonder how this show... I mean, again, like, you know, not that we know the ratings or, you know, they, none of these streaming services, like, ever, um, you know, let us in on any of the, the viewing data for this stuff. But, I mean, I find it... You know, but, you you know, it's all about a show's buzz, right? You know, with these kinds of things. And, like, I think I find it hard to believe that um, this show's going to be able to build up a lot of momentum and, like, buzz around it without being able to talk much about the specifics. So so Amazon basically put out a um, a list of, like, like a conditions, basically, for people who are reviewing the show um and it was like here it was like eight plot points that you cannot discuss in your review which is why every review of it yeah has been like kind of like oblique and and you can talk about the characters and their you know like motivations and the actors and so i think there's a lot you can talk about without that but like i do kind of wonder if that's going to impact the shows well i think it's a good idea but it's definitely a penetration it's a a gamble because what Mm -hmm. they're hoping for clearly is that it has this sort of viral world word of mouth thing that happened Mm -hmm. with shows like american vandal where people are like you just just trust me you have to watch it's like a fake documentary about high school kid just trust me trust me and then i think what they were hoping for with this was that everyone it would just immediately become this thing that everyone um like all older millennials were watching. Right. And yeah, exactly. Then like, and people were reading about it and then it would be instant. And then everyone would know what those spoilers were within the but next couple can't. weeks, but it would have created this in, insane, like uproar about it the first two weeks. And the thing is that just didn't happen. And so I do think that mm-hmm. this is like, they just lost the gamble. And I think it was a fair gamble to make on that. But. Yeah, and I think it's gonna. I mean, I, I do. I think it, I think it was a fair gamble too. But you know, it's like it, it lacks the certainly the like elevator pitch of at least with American Vandal, you can be like, okay, oh, right. right. So it's like high school serial fake, you know, mockumentary, you know, like whatever. You can't like this is like uh, okay. So it's a show about a middle aged married couple. Uh, Don't tell them any more than that. Though. Go watch it. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh, wow, you've really sold me. Who <laughs> yeah. are unhappy with their lives. Uh, go. Okay. And you're like, mm, hard pass. But I mean, I, uh, you know, I I liked, I liked it, but I think it's forgettable. I mean, honestly, I, I think like, uh, it, it's interesting. I kind of wish that this show had been a, a movie instead of a TV show. Because it, I think the best way to watch this show is... I do think it's just to watch it all the way through. And we're talking about six, you know, 30 minute episodes. Oh, it's that short. Yeah, it's that short. I mean, uh, no, I guess it's eight. I think it's eight episodes. But, um, you know, it's we're still talking about basically just like a long movie. You know, you're going to spend three hours or something, three and a half hours watching this show. So um, 
I don't, I, I, and it, it feels like you watch three and it's like, why wouldn't I just watch the rest of them? Um, but. Because you have better things to do, Sarah. <laughs> not if you're me. Um, <laughs> and. That was such a judgy thing for me to say. And I only said it because you know that I agree, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. Not if you're me and watch it all on Saturday night. Um, so I, I would say, you know, Maya, this show is probably worth watching for no other reason, if, if not for Maya Rudolph, who is definitely the star of the show, even though it's, you know, billed as, as a e- equal effort, I think on her part and Fred Armisen. Um, but Maya Rudolph is the star of the show here and she's very good. She's very good. Um, I don't think I've seen her in a lot of, this isn't a strictly dramatic role certainly but um i don't know it's a lot of pathos it's like she's she's really lovely i don't people have talked a lot about how fred armison is maybe totally miscast here i would agree they just don't they're playing a married couple and like they don't have any romantic chemistry at all like interesting i'm realizing like they don't I don't think it's a spoiler to say like didn't they play I don't... the Obamas on SNL together? Oh, did she play Michelle? Did she? Well, because they had like they just had no people of color on SNL at that time, right? If I remember of course, correctly. like that's why they Hence had Fred, Fred Armisen, play yeah, playing Obama, which is oh. like okay, um, totally. And I, I didn't remember her playing Michelle, but it would totally make sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they come across as good friends. And I think they are good friends in real life. And that might be, like, too high a hurdle to, just, you know, to just, like, create all of a sudden create, like, not that they need a lot of sexual chemistry for this, but I just don't know that I bought them as a married couple. But, I mean, part of the point here is that they are a couple that's been together for a long time and are kind of more in a almost like we're best friends who are roommates kind of phase of their marriage than they are um a uh you know like some kind of like passionately you know the point is that they're that that they're not really passionately in love anymore um Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's a kind of a bummer of a show um but it does have one really standout episode where we actually leave the fred armison and my Rudolph characters um, behind all together and we kind of explore this this other couple that kind of keeps missing their chances to kind be of like together. that episode of you're the worst yeah, yeah 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 actually and god I forgot about you're the worst I like you're the worst um so I mean I don't know I again I I wish this show could have like been a movie I think and honestly maybe it would have been like a little bit less um maybe a little bit you wouldn't have been able to tell quite the same story but and it would have been maybe a little less compelling to have like wrapped it up all in a bow by the end whereas obviously it's it's a show so it's leaving the door open to another season but um i and again i feel like i haven't been all that revealing in this discussion of it either but i think there's a lot worse ways you could spend three hours it would be a great show to watch on a plane if you've got a long flight coming up you can download those amazon prime shows you know Ooh, on your computer um, and watch it i would highly Sarah. recommend hot tip i'm actually yeah hot tip if you've got a long flight coming up i would download forever and i think it would be a perfect thing to watch yeah. on a cross-country flight well that um, and well sorry was <laughs> god like, if that's the best thing you can say about a show that's like maybe not inspiring but i mean that's that's fine that's you're not yeah. telling people to not watch it sure um, it's they not cannot blame not me for their no it is not it is not stooping to that level at all yeah um but yeah uh so i think moving on to the meat as we say here in podcast the horse world. meat <laughs> oh <laughs> yes the Don't horse tell me meat you feel bad for bojack no never Bojack doesn't yeah. deserve anyone's real <laughs> anyone's uh, anyone's sympathy. Um, but yeah, so, so no, we're talking about Bojack Horseman. Um, talking about which, Bojack. When we mentioned no. it last week, I had only seen um, the first six or seven episodes of the 12, um, 12 episode season, and I finished them the next day, all of them, and uh, I thought the season was just 
so good. And something tells me you thought so too, Sarah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, every year I literally sit and I'm like, wow, what a great season of BoJack. They can't possibly top it next year. Next year is going to be the year where BoJack starts to go downhill. Like, I mean, because like they just can't do any better than this. And I'm so happy that every year I am wrong. It feels like every year it becomes more of what it is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like it becomes yeah, more of the show that it already was. It leans into its things more. It becomes more confident in the things it has to say about, I mean, whatever, about Hollywood, about vanity, about male entitlement, about mm-hmm. class, about... About emotional it, labor about by women. Animals, and, yeah. So it's like, yeah. says, you know... It, it does more of it and it, it becomes more authentic. Um, and I mean, I think this year it just had, I mean, you know, I guess I say the benefit, but I mean the, I truly mean that in the most unfortunate way, of course, but like the, the benefit of, of being just in the midst of this national conversation. I know, and about, it was written before that. It just came out right yeah. in Right. I mean, the month that the Kavanaugh allegations come out, the month that, you know, the Les yeah. Moonves resignation happens, the month yeah. that, I mean, just, just everything. It's, and then yeah. in the wake of an entire year of this, you know, from Weinstein to Franken, it's just incredible. Um, yeah. Which, you know, so it should explain, there's a, there's a arc in this. Uh, the season about, well, specifically in one episode, I think the episode is even called, like, The Forgivies, maybe? Um, it's oh, that's a Bojack the Feminist. Bojack yeah. the Feminist, which is a great yeah. episode, and it, a gr- you know, I think... it involves him going on like a, a talk show, like The View, called like the the the. It has just birds, and he at some he's like, <laughs> I'm not trying. He's supposed he's been instructed to you know be talking about his coworker Vince whatever. I'm Tom Jumbo Grumbo, and this is Gotcha. Vance Wagner, you hit a woman with a baseball bat. What's your side of the story? Vance Wagner. Vance yeah. Wagner. And he's yeah. like, well, don't, you know, Vance Wagner's been accused of choking his wife and doing X, Y, and Z. He has a history of this. Don't condemn him. Just try to change the subject or whatever. And he just makes this innocuous statement of saying, like, I just, I get that it's bad to choke your wife, and the entire audience applauds for him, and he becomes this, like, hero without really doing anything (laughs) of course which is like the story of of bojack sort of like you know just like does like the tiniest thing right and it's like but i mean it's so interesting because i really thought that this season of bojack was going to be about um i thought so last season is maybe the the first season that ends like kind of on like a hopeful note with bojack um finding out that um hollyhock uh, who he has been, spent the entire season thinking is his long lost daughter um, is actually his half sister. Um, and, you know, their relationship gets really, they get really close and then whole thing happens with his senile mom poisoning her and they have this falling out and then they kind of reunite at the end. And, and I really thought, um, and, you know, she just kind of gives Bojack this new reason to, you know, have like a, uh just like a more optimistic outlook he has this person to kind of you know mm-hmm. look up to him if if they so if she so chooses but like you know i um although she kind of says like you know i never needed you to be my dad so but anyway i really thought that the season was going to be more about their relationship and like about delving into that and then it has essentially nothing to do with this season, although you can kind of sense Hollyhock as a driving, you know, factor in in Bojack's state of mind and and in, well, in his eventual the yeah yeah and, and like in his eventual um, at the end of the season his his desire to or his <laughs> acceptance of the fact that he needs to get sober, um, but I mean, people gave. I think the most praise to the free churro episode this season, which is the um, self-contained episode where, where Bojack, the entire episode is a, is a you know, that eulogy. Wasn't, that wasn't my favorite just because it was boring, but I do admit that I <laughs> couldn't stop watching. And I did that thing where about four minutes in where the camera camera, <laughs> the frame hadn't gone anywhere except on his upper half and it became clear that he was giving a eulogy and I was just like is this the whole episode and I 
unfortunately with Netflix, you can do this where I kind of held my cursor over the the tracking bar, the progress <laughs> bar, just to see. And like, sure enough, you see nothing except Bojack. And I was like, I yeah. don't know if I can sit through this. And I did. Oh, I loved it. I really loved it, but I don't think that it was the, by far, I, I mean, and, and I think that Will Arnett deserves, I mean, he can't even, like, yeah, like, I think I talked about this last year, last week, but he, he can't even be nominated in the actor category, but, um, you know, which is a shame. He's going to win an Emmy for this episode. He needs to. But I do think that well, Bojack we'll the see. Feminist is, like, the, really the standout episode to me where you have this Vance Wagner character kind of standing in yeah absolutely it sets up the major arc for the season of like like, this 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 story about about, yeah yeah exactly about like what you know what is redemption who deserves it how how the you know how this works in in Hollywood in Hollywood um you know Vance Wagner standing in for like Mel Gibson, Alec Baldwin, and Louis C.K., Matt Lauer, you know, and yeah. but you mentioned the forgivies. Uh, <laughs> so, so of course, funny. Vance Wagner is like this, you know, right stand-in for every bad actor in Hollywood, and and every time he fucks up, um, you know, he's back at it with a new career, reborn a couple of years later, and and so he's actually we catch up with him like kind of in the midst of one of his. Uh, you know, revivals of his career coming on Bojack's show, Filbert, and he's talking about how he's going to be winning a forgivey at the We Forgive You Awards. <laughs> and there's like banners all around that are like, whoopsie! <laughs> and, like, and like, you know, just like... Uh, well, that's such a commentary on how it is, where it's kind of like, you, you get, you know, as a man, you get this unlimited, you know, get out of jail free cards if you just show enough emotional earnestness um yeah and you like do the forgiveness you know you do right, the apology which is something tour that, like women don't get afforded because they're constantly showing emotional for uh earnestness or being criticized for doing that and i mean and that is really so much of what this what this season is about that i found mm-hmm. just so compelling was about this the idea also of like the male anti-hero mm-hmm. and you know, Bojack has always been that, and it's always been this thing where it's like, well, can you forgive him? Can he change? Why are we watching this? How is this different than other shows about male antiheroes that we think are kind of stupid? Um, and I just think for this is that you're not supposed to think he's great. And what's more interesting to me is less Bojack as a character than Bojack as a force, like how mm-hmm. Bojack affects people around him and how they deal with someone like him. And the, the benefit is that you don't, he's not hateful to watch um yeah and i mean we were both i think we both read i shared with you um there's a great the atlantic has done some great writing about bojack Mm -hmm. this season there's two articles that came out in the last couple of weeks that are both fantastic and one of them makes that point of like what does separate bojack from from you know like a breaking bad or a soprano you know with these with these anti-heroes and and you know something that i hadn't thought about they bring up is a lot of those shows tend to write glamorize the actions of this horrible central male figure um at the expense of fully realizing a lot of of other characters Mm -hmm. and 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 also you know we really get so you know we get so close to that that main character that we wind up thinking like everything they do is like cool and you know you look at or just that they're ultimately completely relatable Um, right and And you look at bojack and you're like this is depressing like he is depressing and like you get mad at him because you when he's when he's around these other people specifically the women in his life like diane who are so clearly uh, propping him up yeah Yeah, well like if you when you're watching those scenes where they're arguing with the two of them you as a viewer are not standing in bojack's place you Mm -hmm. move from bojack to diane or to princess Mm -hmm. carolyn and you relate to them talking Mm -hmm. to bojack and you're frustrated with bojack but you've spent all this time watching bojack by himself so you care about him which is the same way it is i think when you're friends with a guy that does bad things right yeah and you spend a lot of time on bojack with the consequences right as women you're taught to care about them no matter what so you do that and that's what 
you know, it, Diane, there's that one argument where he has with Diane at the, um, the premiere for Filbert and he's, she's like, well, I, I, I'm seen as your friend and I have to be your friend and it matters. Your decisions reflect on me. And it's just this sort of the sense that she has no choice but to try to make Bojack better. How unfair for her. She has no mm-hmm. choice but to do this. He's her friend and she has to, she has to like help him. She can't just like cut him out, both for per- her own personal reasons and then like, you know, professional and everything. And that's, mm-hmm. it's be so deeply frustrating, but it's also what we already know happens to all of us. Of course. And like, it tells you a lot about, you know, how bad men you know can use the cover of female friendship as like a you know like okay i must not be that bad yeah or like because i coach a bunch of girls on their basketball team right and like i i find diane to be a i mean god it's such a good season for diane um but like you know she has to reckon with with Vance Wagoner, you know, she for you know is doing some writing on Philbert, and she's trying to kind of like, <laughs> you know, add some some vulnerability, some you know, kind of uh, make the show a little more well rounded. Mm, yeah, um, and and she has this whole you know thing where she's talking about Vance Wagoner, and she's basically saying he cannot be rehabilitated. Like there is no no. Um, there is no she doesn't want to be part yeah she doesn't want to help for him. him like but succeed. she you know she and then i think she, right and like and then but then she kind of changes her standards when it comes to to bojack, to bojack. Yeah. and and i think that's the same thing that a lot of us you know it's like easy to to just say like let's cast out you know when it comes to you know uh famous people and people we don't know like let's just cast them out but like when it comes to like the bad men in our own lives you know how much more difficult that is and how much more complicated and and what you're enabling them to do by remaining friends with them and it's just like oh man bojack just bringing it with the big oh man it's so <laughs> the I mean... big emotional i mean i just I, you know i and it right just amidst all of this kavanaugh stuff it I actually rewatched like two episodes this week, you know, kind of. Yeah. And I, I just, I find it, they're just wrestling with some things that are so relevant to God. And also the whole thing with, um, you know, Bojack, uh, winds up, um, you know, in this kind of drug fueled, he becomes addicted to his painkillers and it starts kind of merging his reality with his, you know, yeah. just like crazy mental state. And, and he winds up choking his girlfriend slash co-star. Of course, I, you recognize Stephanie Beatrice's voice, right? From Oh, yeah, uh, for from, sure. From, I actually didn't until near the end of the season. Really? I didn't realize that it was, yeah, from, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, and... And, and, you know, he assaults his his co-star and she doesn't want to press charges because she's finally getting the recognition that she has been waiting for with regards to her acting career. Gina, what I did to you, I saw the video and it looked pretty bad. Yeah, I'll say it was pretty bad. It was assault. Yeah. You physically overpowered me and if there were any justice, you would be in jail right now. Okay, so... But my career, after so many failed attempts, is finally starting to take off. I am getting offers and fan mail and magazine columns about what a good actor I am. People know me because of my acting. And all that goes away if I'm just the girl who got choked by Bojack Horseman. I can't lie about this. I don't want you to be the most notable thing that ever happened to me. I don't want you to be the question I get asked in interviews for the rest of my life. He's, you know, addicted to opioids and he is just, you know, has nowhere to turn. And yet somehow his his rock bottom affects other people you know mm-hmm. it's like it reminds yeah. me of like how everyone we've been talking about like you know Lin- senator lindsey gramlin talking about kavanaugh was like well, what am i supposed to do ruin this man's life it's like well <laughs> I, you're not he's not ruining his life but like also what about the woman he tried to rape when she was right. a teenager what, about, what did her you know i mean this is, i'm not making years. a novel point here like plenty of feminists yeah. have been saying this but like it's very much um a frustrating thing where it's like yeah we are sorry bojack that you did this um, or that you you had you were addicted to drugs and that you were depressed, but 
look how look why did you why did your bottoming out have to affect a woman this way when like they're not doing the same thing to you and it's kind of that's why it's cathartic almost that you never actually see bojack get the validation he so desperately needs you never see him actually become a better person or when he tries to he you know when he wants to come forward and um tell everyone admit what he did to Gina Gina's like no because I don't want to be a footnote I don't want to be the person that had something you did happen to them you know he's he doesn't get these opportunities to let women forgive him and have him just go along with his life and it's that's Mm -hmm. great as a viewer actually (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely I mean god I just this kind of it, the whole season just kind of destroyed me. I mean, I I found this line. This line was one of my favorites. Uh, you know, Bojack is also asking after this whole thing goes down. You know, Diane's been writing for this website. You know, this kind of like BuzzFeed type website. Um, oh my god, I love the. Sorry, uh, what's her name? God, the so, mouse. Uh, her uh, her her boss. Yeah, Diane's boss. I forget her um, name. She's also. so funny. She's like, I'm in a 3D immersive by bi- uh, spin class. Oh wait, I'm on a bicycle. <laughs> Wait, one of my favorite lines of hers was she's like, get to, you know, she's like asking Diane if she she, she wants her to go to the forgiveys and and uh, write a story and, and hobnob. And she's like, hobnob, girl, hob that knob. <laughs> I just love hob that knob. We're going to have to say that. <laughs> hob that knob. Um, so good. Yeah, I love her. And like, yeah, unless you can tell me uh, five times that Rihanna gave us life, get out of my apartment. Um, it's like writing all these listicles. But so, you know, Bojack wants her to write this takedown of him after this whole thing with Gina, like where, where, you know, she like rips him apart. Cause he's like, I'm asking you to, I'm asking to be held accountable. And, and Diane says, um, you know, no one is going to hold you accountable. You need to take responsibility for yourself. And it's like, Right. You know, I think a lot of men think after they have the like public haranguing that like, okay, well, I go away and then I come back. And it's like, like, that was hard for me. My, you know, hold yourself accountable, you know, like, right. Right. Well, yeah, that they like, they're like, okay, well, I felt bad. And now I want everyone to feel bad for making me feel bad. Exactly. Their pain is so centered in everything. So, God, well, now we're just getting into a rant, but, um, can what I just some, also? Some, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> can I just also wait? I just want to before we move on from Bojack. I also just want to. Well, no, shout I just wanted out. to ask you what your up moments were. Like the oh, definitely. Oh, God, I mean the episode. This was also. So, I mean, I'm like I, every character. I'm like this was such a good season for them. But I mean, Princess Carolyn is forever my favorite, and she's the best. She's the best, and this um, this season. Carolyn's story was uh, her quest to kind of adopt a child and um, which I thought was really affecting, honestly. And like, oh, for sure. And and the episode, um, the Amelia Earhart story, um, which is kind of an origin story for Princess Carolyn um, with David Sedaris playing playing her mom. I mean, like I I mean, just do and doing a of you know of course they have princess carolyn um having grown up in north carolina and um basically i think david sedera is kind of doing a a take on on their own mother who of course um he has written extensively about let me tell you something life is a big old roulette wheel everyone's got a number some are winners some aren't it all depends where the little white ball lands the problem is when people with losing numbers think they're winners i i don't know what you're talking about then what the hell are these college brochures you think you're going to some fancy college in california all the way on the other side of the country from your mother you're going to abandon me mom it's not about you you see la no you will not see la even if you get into one of these places how are you gonna pay for it i'll get a job or a paid internship well la dee da i did not realize i was in the presence of someone who was gonna get a paid internship and i mean and that episode just also ends on it kind of i mean last episode last season's episode was Princess Carolyn episode was was the Ruthie episode where she's pr- kind of talking about her future, um, her future like great 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 grandchild and and you know who may, who doesn't actually exist um, 
And and this 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 episode just I mean it killed me it killed me I oh man I loved it that yeah, was I that think was actually the high point um, of the whole season for me yeah that was good um, okay yeah so moving on anything else you wanted to mention that you loved from I mean just if you haven't for some reason watched. Bojack. Just please, watch Bojack. I honestly watch think Bojack. you could just watch season five too. I mean, it wouldn't. Be yeah, I think you could. Watching, I think, you, I think could, you could. You definitely in wouldn't and get but, it. Yeah, agreed. I think yeah. though that if you uh, are really looking for like something to dig into, I mean, honestly, I would. I would actually usually say you could read Wikipedia summaries for the first season of Bojack, which is not great, but by the second season, it's like just yeah. Um, on the way to become right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So moving on. Um, do do do. Uh, oh, I just want to. We're kind of running out of time, but I do want to just talk about American Vandal briefly. We talked about it a yeah. little bit last week, and I thought it was really funny, but we didn't kind of get into it the same way we just got into BoJack. And but I specifically kind of want to talk about the main um, uh, Jacques victim in uh, <laughs> this. So Jacques was actually written by Emile Zola about the bet. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> <sighs> okay, the point is Kevin McLean, the main character, yes. like the the new Dylan Maxwell of the second uh, season, who's of accused of having yeah. been the turd burglar. Um, I thought it was cast perfectly. I thought the, the guy that played him um, was really funny and like, nailed it perfectly this like this specific type of kid you went to high school with like i couldn't figure out who he was in my high school oh i feel like i knew at I, least three i Kevins. know i knew some i know i knew them like kevin seemed like someone it was but that was what was so great about and it, then some that, more it in like, college. I was like i knew kevin like i know yeah. this kid i can't think of who he is that he reminds me of because that's not it i just know him um, right this like weird kid that's like into all these like you know affectations about how he drinks tea and he wears like a newsies cap and he wears like a vest and he right lets but also like everyone knows who he is yeah and... everyone knows who he is he lets people make fun of him and he kind of lets them do that and he pretends to be part of it but and it is good kind of good natured like you get a sense of like the ultimate like good nature of teenagers but they are still sociopathic and do crazy things yeah. But anyway, the reason I want to talk about Kevin is, like, what do you think of him as, like, kind of an anti-hero? Because by this time, the spoiler coming up, you find out that Kevin wasn't the one blackmailing everyone, but had knowingly allowed it to happen. He wasn't blackmailed himself. Mm-hmm. He put the... He was a turd burglar for a sec. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting, because the real bad guy, Grayson Wentz, was the kid that got suspended, and then he bakes people do these horrible things like um post and he posts videos of them and like of them naked and things like that and just ruins them basically um he's the real bad guy and he's kind of like Mm -hmm. this like lurking basement dwelling like 4chan mra kind of guy and you definitely hate him and then in the end you find out that kevin mclean was not so innocent and I think you're supposed to feel sorry for him, but it made me mad. I hadn't spent seven episodes liking him, and then I didn't yeah. anymore. I I agree, and I don't know that it was set up all that well for that kind of twist of fate. I don't know. I, I was also caught a little off guard by right, that. Right, I think you're supposed to be surprised, but I don't think yeah. they... I think you were also supposed to be surprised but also like really sympathetic to him Mm -hmm. and i kind of lost the sympathy that i had built up for seven episodes Mm -hmm. i was like you're just uh i mean you're no better than any of these dudes that just think that because they don't get everything they want they can take it out on other people Mm -hmm. yeah i mean honestly the end of this season was a little bit of a letdown to me um you know i just kind of like missed the i mean you know, the first season ended, it's funny because even though the first season ended on more of a serial, like, ambiguous note, it was somehow more satisfying to me 
Interesting. Than, than the end of this season. Although I did very much, I know maybe this didn't work for a lot of people, but I actually, the, the end monologue about social media kind of like ruining your life as a high schooler um, God. really worked for me. I know, I, aren't you just so glad we didn't have that? It made me so, so glad that I did not go to high school. Yeah, that end um, monologue. Or even say, college you know, in an era of Instagram. We're the yeah. first generation to live twice. And it's just, yeah. wow. We're the first generation that gets to live twice. Our existences are simultaneously experienced and curated. Presented. Packaged polished for our own protection. Digital fortresses made of bits, bytes, and pixels. Walls made of zeros and ones. Yeah, absolutely. And just like the the way that all of their lives are so meticulously um, edited uh, to, you know, for like maximum. Um, and then know. they're hated for it. Exactly. And I mean, I saw eighth grade... Uh, the movie Eighth Grade, also a few weeks ago, which touches right. on a lot of the same themes. And I also found really, you know, really affecting and difficult. So that, I don't know, that that point that they were making um, really worked for me. Because I also loved the way that the first season uh, utilized, that was one of my favorite parts of the first season, the way that, that they utilize social media specifically oh, yeah. like Snapchat and the Instagram videos and stuff to kind of yeah. like explore the case and how they got deep, much, much deeper into that this yeah. season. I found really interesting and yeah, I sure. liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I think, but yeah, but I don't know, but the, the, the ending of the first season was, was more satisfying to me, even though we had a lot more clarity about the the crime um with with this season i'm not totally sure but but what you're bringing up might be a part of that i think i felt a little bit betrayed um, yeah well it's mostly just this idea of i don't know you know i hate the idea of a male anti-hero and it's kind of just a bummer that dylan maxwell was great in the first season and then they just picked a different white male kid um Uh and this and then that he turned out to have been kind of guilty and that's just kind of a bummer where you're like okay well I, he, he's not as sympathetic as Dylan in this case. Mm-hmm. Dylan was Dylan who didn't. We knew we kind of knew that Dylan didn't do the dicks, mm-hmm. and so he was very sympathetic in that way because, you know, yeah, he did those pranks, but he wasn't such a. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore. I enjoyed it, but I didn't like that aspect of it. Demarcus yeah. Tillman, the basketball player, was my favorite. That Asian Josh, he really Mexican though. It's crazy. It's funny. I definitely also knew like many demarcuses oh i knew demarcuses yeah and i loved them so oh yeah for sure because they make you feel they're very that's what that's the whole point of a you know a person like demarcus is like very good at like going around kind of like pretend kind of like giving the air that they know everyone really well and like high-fiving everyone in the hallway and also genuinely trying to know everyone yeah yeah exactly it's not a it's not a like super exclusive type of popularity it's a more like you know uh i don't know it's not a clicky type of popularity or a you know we're too good for you type of popularity it's a genuine i like people and i want people to like me you know and he's cool Um, too and he's cool yeah so and he's like also like very attractive and like good at you know sports and everything and there's always an element yeah there's a reason in that person as well but he uses it for good i guess (laughs) yeah (laughs) um anyway yeah i guess i just you know that's it's just that ending was a little bit of a bummer to me the more i sat with it um yeah but okay so real quickly what are we watching this week i'm obviously gonna watch the new uh good place episode oh yeah well for sure um i've also heard that you mentioned the show maniac which i've also heard is really funny or not funny but looks good it looks good. I'm a little, it seems to have an intriguing presence. It's, I mean, a, a premise. It's like. Um, and presence. And presence, I'm sure. Um, I am not a big fan of either Jonah Hill or Emma Stone. Um, not wild about either one of them. But uh, it, it's, I think it's about a, it's a, a like medical trial for like a new drug. And 
that's really all I know about it. Uh, they're both test subjects. Um, and I don't know. I, I've had the advertisements have mostly just been like them, like staring into a screen, like looking side to side. And I'm kind of like sick of looking at Jonah Hill's face, but that's fine. Um, I have also been thinking a lot about getting into American Horror Story for the first time. Have fun. (laughs) Don't report back. If anyone has suggestions on seasons, because there are a lot of them, and I know that a lot of them are bad, um, I am open to suggestions. Tweet at us. Yeah, I'm interested in watching the witch one, because I know it involves Stevie Nicks. And um, I don't know. I just... I'm like into scary shows, but I haven't seen any. And I like reluctantly kind of sometimes, uh, sometimes reluctantly like, um, you know, Ryan Murphy productions. So I feel like this is something that would be up my alley, but, and I like camp. So um, I've been thinking about getting into that and might also download some of those off of Netflix to watch um, on a long flight that I have coming up. So, but I am not watching another show that has been relentlessly, relentlessly oh advertised to Let's me. Lay into it. Oh my god! <laughs> I just like I'm just like this show doesn't look. It's New Amsterdam, which is on I believe on NBC because it was also again relentlessly advertised to me during the Emmys, um, and now. Um, unendingly on my twitter feed and my instagram feed um it, it and... looks so stupid it's a medical drama and the premise is that there's a hero new doctor that comes to i guess we um, have to assume that it's in new york because it's called new amsterdam i'm assuming so, it is too which is just yeah. like i think they're banking on people not that's just stupid that's just stupid. yeah it's just stupid but um <laughs> they <laughs> so he this Dr. Max Goodwin is brilliant, charming, and the new medical director at America's oldest public hospital. I'm remembering this all. No, I'm reading it. While he's on, while he's set on tearing down the bureaucracy to provide exceptional care, the doctors and staff are not so sure. They've heard this before, and no one else has delivered on those promises. But something tells me, based on oh. this trailer, that he will deliver, and they're all going to fall in line behind him, this, this, this male hey, hero. You know what he's here to do? He's here to break all the rules, baby. Will everyone in the cardiac surgical department please raise your hands? Great. Great. Thank you. You're all fired. Any department who places billing above care, you will be terminated. So, how can I help? You know, we all feel like the system is too big to change. We'll call you when we have a doctor available, okay, hon? But we are the system. And we need to change. Let's be doctors again. He's here to break all the rules. Like Is this, I... it's the only hospital in the world capable of treating Ebola patients? Okay, that can't be true. Oh, wait, no, I didn't finish the sentence. The only, I'm like, that's not true? Okay. The only, <laughs> that's like, wait. Like the, the arrogance. Wait, also, that. don't they do that at the CDC or something? <laughs> no, the only one in the world capable of treating Ebola patients, prisoners from Rikers, and the uh, President of the United States all under one roof. Of course, probably all in the same day, knowing this show. <laughs> um, well, that's what the trailer makes it seem. They interweave the Ebola the um like there's all these like crazy things that happen and then like the trailer ends with like this one doctor telling him like you have cancer don't you you need to slow down you have cancer but you knew that didn't you how can i help (laughs) yeah you're just like oh for goodness sake it's like, what are you hiding from us if you put the cancer bomb in the trailer before the uh, show even comes out? I just, like, hate any show. The premise is like, I'm here to blow things up. First step, <laughs> fire everyone in this hospital. Oh, it's renegade. like, okay, oh, yeah. just, <laughs> just slow down, buddy. We still, <laughs> I'm like, you're, everyone just wants to be Doug Ross version Ugh. 2.0, but no one ever will be, okay? Um, I'm looking at it on Google and it says... Like Google's like ninety two percent like this TV show. I'm like it's not, it's not, it hasn't aired yet, has it? 
It may have started last week because I think that was oh. why. Maybe that might have been no, why. No, no, I'm seeing now. I'm seeing an ad that says New Amsterdam premieres tonight at ten. Oh, okay. So it premieres this week. I so think, that was probably why it was the. Yeah, it's uh, open. It's starting tonight. It was Tuesday. being advertised last yeah. week on the Emmys. Yeah. Okay. So um, I. Oh, but then I see the next headline: USA Today review NBC's medical drama New Amsterdam is dead on arrival. <laughs> God, how many times has that headline been used? I don't know, but it's for so like funny. various medical it's shows. Funny. I think the only, I mean, everyone's just like, okay, we, Grey's Anatomy has now been on the air for 17 years, so we need, we, it's like time for a new, you know, we can like wade back into these waters what again. Was that, what was that other show that we were not watching um, with Matt? Oh, 911? No, that's more fun to not watch. This is, this <laughs> is um, no, it's another medical show with Matt Jukri from Gilmore Girls. Oh, I yeah, saw an, I saw God, the most forgettable looking person on hospital recently, and I'm like, it's funny that they're advertising. Are they advertising hospital. it to doctors or something? I don't know. It was like at the bus stop at the suburban hospital in Bethesda, and they like it just was a big ad for it. And it was probably really old, but like I can't. Oh, what was it called? Like it's like called the Resident or something. Oh, the Resident, the Resident. Was that it? It's the Resident. Yeah, because we, we were God, also, also not watching that, which is a similar one where he's like, oh, he's kind of like a breaking the rules in a way yeah and he's like can. right he's a new resident oh and i thought one of the um i thought one of the streep children was also in that show as well um <laughs> do you know matt but, is 41 what isn't that insane Wait, did you know that um did you know that james lipton is 92 James Lipton. Why would of... I know that? <laughs> well, I just read Are you that. Just okay. naming random people. <laughs> no, but I did also find that out today. I did also oh, find okay. that out today because uh, James Lipton is retiring from inside uh, the actor's okay, studio. Okay, so it's not completely like, <laughs> No, it's not. I was actually just, just reading that like two hours ages, ago. You know. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Not at all related to this conversation or Matt Chukri, but Do you know about I. James Lipton? <laughs> Wait, but James Lipton does not look 92. Does not look 92. Does he? Yeah, I, I mean, you're like, doesn't he, though? I don't think he looks like anything. I don't think... Uh, he's, like, anywhere between 60 and 100. Okay, that's fair. I mean, he that doesn't look 92 because he dyes his hair. And no people in their 80s or 90s dye their hair except, like, women in Florida dyeing it, like, orange or red. Yeah. Although that is interesting about Matt chukri which i don't think i ever knew how to pronounce um anyway I'm definitely mispronouncing it no it, it seems right to me honestly but like i i'm sure he's since he's playing a resident i'm sure he's like meant to be like 25 or something yeah in that yeah and he's you just said he's the more 41. i think about it that's not surprising i think what's more surprising is my own age so <laughs> <laughs> what's surprising is the is inevitability of death yeah when gilmore girls aired so yeah yeah uh let's anyway, not but i'm let's not I'm younger think. than logan so Woo-hoo-hoo. younger than anyway. logan the resident <laughs> Anyway, I will, like, probably never be watching another um, medical drama forever. Like, I just don't know why I ever would, honestly. Oh, I couldn't say I probably won't either. Yeah. You already did it. Um, Okay, well, I guess that's it for us this week. Now that you know how old a few different people are, (laughs) I think we can feel confident sending our audience out. (laughs) <laughs> into this okay, good night wait, wait, tune in next time to find out how old someone <laughs> else is we don't know who yet we haven't learned it but extra we'll tidbit you. extra final tidbit yeah. amy adams is 44 i knew that i knew that because i looked up her age relative to Ma- matthew good because they're in leap year together and she's older than him because he's like 39 or something okay that's cute All so right. tell me something i don't know Okay, well, you'll have to tune in next week, Amanda. (laughs) Okay, I probably will. I'll probably tune in. All right, thanks for listening. Bye! Bye. Good night. I get that it's the X Files. I'm just saying, what happened to the A through W files? I want to see that show. Um, More files! Hey, oh!